GMGM friends, you are now listening to the DGen Aussie Apes, bringing you another weekly session all things crypto and NFTs. Let's go. It's the money. GMGM Wasi. GM Shaheen, how are you this morning? Not too bad, man. Another early morning, Wednesdays, love it. Day of production, day of getting things done. Crazy, man, but it's a chilly this morning. Uh, the beanies are on, a bit of a shiver between rooms. Yeah, man, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold and, you know, uh, for everyone listening, I mean, just a bit off topic from what we're talking about today. We've been deep diving in AI and, man, guys, for everyone listening, it's levelling up your game, you know, times 10 your efficiency. Get on the AI train. It's just absolutely mind-blowing. But... We're here to talk crypto, man. And uh, Wasi, I think it's good to start uh, with that BTC update. I mean, the tide that lifts all boats. What's going on? Yeah, really bullish news, my friend. Um, we've been tracking it. Um, obviously, we look at it every every day. But uh, we've, we're at a, a nice high here of uh, 28K. We're pushing that. So, you know... Um, Getting to the 40k mark is a is a reality. I'm excited about that. There's a lot of bullish news in in, in the news. Countries, you know, Japan, uh, Germany, UK, they're all uh, now looking at how they can uh, get into the Bitcoin uh, trading. Uh, so the US being so aggressive with crypto in general, really, if you look into it, everybody's uh, you know really happy with Bitcoin. So. Uh, if we can get to that uh, high of 40k, uh, even if it takes us a few months and it coincides with the meme season, then that's great. But yeah, we're up from fortnight ago is the point. Yeah, it's super amazing in my opinion, especially with the level of FUD that has been happening with the SEC and Binance and Coin, coin I keep saying CoinSpot, but it's Coinbase. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've learned that. But to see it at 28,000 with all of that going on, amazing. We've had so many trials and tribulations this year, the lunar fiasco, so many scams, so many things that just your jaw dropped and thought this is a market killer. And I want to yeah, surviving 100%. And uh, you know what I want to do on these segments as well? If I, if I were to pick one headline out of all, right, I want to share it with the audience. And that's the full 360 turn that Deutsche Bank did. Uh, for those who don't know, Deutsche Bank, and that, that's the headline for me basically, is they're now in, you know, asking the, the politicians in, in, in Germany to say, you know what, guys, um, sorry for fighting Bitcoin when it came out. We actually, can you give us a license uh, because we'd like to trade Bitcoin. Deutsche Bank. Mm. You know, so that's the big headline for, you know, for out of all of them for me today. Yeah, super bullish, man. And it's my opinion, here to stay. Mm -hmm. But today we thought it'd be quite important to have a chat around basically why most NFT projects fail. Um, we've seen so many projects just here on the Australian side drop off. Uh, so much euphoria at the start. People that had the mentality of basically changing the world and the question is, where are they now? Where are a lot of these projects now? Um, and there's key factors as to why these projects failed. So we wanted to deep dive a bit 
And we wanted to sort of go through these reasons, give some examples, because for anyone I believe that is looking to launch a project in the future, it's things like this that you really need to take into consideration. And I guess the first place to start with that is basically your market saturation. Mm-hmm. The amount of NFTs, I mean, it's like, it's a vibrant jungle in the crypto world, you know, and it was at a stage it sort of felt like these NFTs were popping up like these exotic species, they were different, everyone wanted a piece, um, but it created this like peak hour in Tokyo on the train system. Every minute there was a project dropping, there was a derivative dropping. I mean, What's be- your project about? We're releasing an NFT. It, it's <laughs> NFT, native tokens, all these type of things. And it's like, hold on a second. Is there actually room for your NFT in the market? Is someone already doing what you're doing and doing it better? You know, and we see those copycats. We see like, for example, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club, how many ape derivatives came from that? And this euphoria and such a saturated market, I mean, hence why we would see a project drop at a mint price and then just keep getting lower and lower and lower. It's actually quite sad. How many monkey NFTs can you have? You know, that, that is a real question and it talks to market saturation. So even if you're going to come up with that cute animal as your art, you know, um, try something else. You know what I mean? Like it's, some project didn't even try. They were blatantly obvious that, hey, oh yeah, you know, this is, uh, we're going to steal somebody else's, um, you know, uh, images and apply some sort of, uh, you know, slight change. And here we go. We have, a, we have a series. Well, that's the thing, you know, and people need to remember that in this market, there are professional flippers. They will manipulate floors or they'll buy, you know, they'll be whales in the project and buy 10% of the project and all this type of stuff. And just as those floors are creeping, these guys are just flipping. They don't care about utility, community, artwork, anything like that, that from an investor's point of view, you might be looking at. They are simply here for one reason and one reason only, and it's profit. And when you have that market saturation, it's just like you're at a talent show and all the singers are on the stage. They're all singing at you know, one time. You're struggling to discern the truly talented performers out of the other ones. It, it was the same thing when it came to this supermarket saturation of NFTs um, within this uh, industry. It's just created huge potential of failure, in my opinion, because that was not taken into account. Market conditions, market saturation, amending your project in a sense to meet those is really important yeah and uh, you know a a part of that is business 101 know your competition you know Mm. so if you're entering a market um that's great that you had an idea you had an epiphany you know you you, you've got a real solid uh storyline in your mind on how you're gonna you're gonna work the project what sort of art is required but then have you spent time to actually see similar projects? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if a lot of the people we're talking about did that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it just really wasn't taken into consideration. And it's, I think one of the first things you need to look at is what is currently happening within the market. Right now, if I was to launch an NFT project, it'd be all about community and super utility. And it's here for the long term. It's not here just, you know, in this bull run, I'll drop a project and you'll mint out. Yeah, well, that was happening all the time because there were so many people within the market 
So market conditions, is the market saturated, is it not? You know, all these type of things is really important and has to be taken into consideration. But then you need to start looking at things like utility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, imagine buying a fancy car, man, just to find out there's no engine. And pretty much that's what's investing in NFTs without utility. But utility is important. But it's art, Shaheen. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you can just hang it there and and watch it all the time. I mean, it might look good, but, um, you know. Utility. And and that's the point. You know, people don't get, you know, um, sorry to crack that joke because we went from market saturation to lack of utility. And that's the whole point. So if if, if your NFT does not have utility, then all you can actually talk about is, you know, the actual artwork, which we'll get to in point number three. But lack of utility, yeah, yeah. what types of utility is one enough? How many? How many? How many moving pieces does it need? What you know? Yeah, let's talk well, about that. Uh, that's yeah, it's really important because you know the most successful NFT projects have tended to offer something just beyond the digital collectible. Um, you know, utility. It could be unlocking special privileges. It could provide access to real world events. It could generate passive incomes. And I guess the best example of that is the Board Ape Yacht Club. I mean, you're looking at you minted a Board Ape. You got a mutant ape, you got a dog, you got the ape coin drop, you got the other side deed, you got the sewer pass. Uh, the value alone is huge. Now, when we look at the Board Ape Yacht Club, the number one NFT, the number one monkey, it's the number one, guys. So all these other derivatives and copying and all this type of thing will never reach the pinnacle of the number one. Um they revolutionized and they brought nfts to where they are um so taking into account utility taking into account for example the market saturation you really have to sit down and say is my project going to stand out from the rest i mean when it comes to bad utility it was that copy pasta it was the derivatives you know it was projects dropping native tokens which not even sitting down and working out where's the liquidity come from why does every token that seems to drop for an NFT start so high Airdrops. and go so low so quickly? There is no, you, there's no liquidity. There's nothing backing that. Um, so utility for me was key, and it wasn't that copy pasta just copying. Oh, another native token. Oh, here we go. I get these native tokens, and I can spend them here on this exclusive marketplace, and I'm going to win these things. It. To me, it just gets to a point where where do you stand out from your competition? Mm. And you know what other gray area that really gets my goat on? Um, alpha membership. So what's the utility? Uh, you know, it's a membership mm. into this alpha group. How many times have we heard that? You know what I mean? The, the, the people providing that alpha, are they doxxed? Are they credible? How long have you known these people, you know? So that's one of the utilities that I see all the time. And it's just like, how many alpha groups can you be part of? You 100%. know, how, you, how is your alpha group going to be different, right? Do you offer tools or is it just oh, your one-on-one time with us to, to tell you how we, you know, succeeded? Well, have you succeeded? Yeah, well, I think that's really important because we've been in a lot of different alpha clubs. We've been rugged on a lot of different alpha clubs, NATO Pass to be one of them, and we're in the top tier. Consortium Key is another one. Um, all these passes, guys, it, it's not just a way to print money. You actually have to be super involved in the community. You've got to be in the chats. It's a full-time job. It's not just something like, oh, I'm in the alpha club and, you know, 
uh, a coin will drop. You know, there was a coin that dropped in the consortium key. You know, someone made a comment, people bought, made lots of money. Well, we missed out because we were in our in real life jobs doing what we needed to do. So you actually have to dedicate a lot of time. Don't just think that it's printing money. But it's a great utility at the same time. If you are in the right clubs, it's, you know, the learning experience alone. And what I found with these alpha club utilities, it's only one or two that you can really immerse yourself into. So like Wasi said, who are the callers? What's their history? Are they actually successful? We see people drop alpha passes and when they rug, change their names on Twitter, have no affiliation anymore, delete every single comment that was associated and eventually they're just another name. Mm. No one thinks twice about it, but they stole four, five, six hundred dollars of your hard-earned money. Exactly. You know, and, and, and the last form of utility I wanted to, to mention is education <laughs> education it's, so so back to, to your point shaheen how many projects can you be a part of because it's a full-time job so let's say you're part of three you know discords you've got three nfts that have similar utility about education or you know alpha calls or whatever in real life how many courses can you actually do at one time mm. do you know what i mean so if you if you're just buying nfts because the you like the art or whatever and you you hardly jump on discord sure okay fine you you're vibing with the art you're not really caring about utility but we are talking about utility here because how much money did you pay for that nft and what are you getting back are, are those questions in you know going around in your mind um, are you are, are the developers of these projects answering your questions around that? Because maybe they published a lovely long roadmap on the website, and I don't know, it's been six nine months, and maybe only two of those things got done. But did you get into that project because of the roadmap? Because they promised utility? You know, th so many questions to be answered, um, and uh, it's up to you. As back to the to, to the topic. If you're going to release a project, you need to be ready to answer these questions. You also need to have a serious thought about how many pieces you're going to put out for minting because we've seen a few projects uh, set unrealistic expectations with that too. Yeah, I agree. I think that's super important to look into. Like, What is your NFT offering? And then define your collection. In my opinion, the 10,000 pieces, the 10,000 PFPs don't work anymore. It's been done. Cyberkongs or Board Ape Yacht Club or all these different NFTs that are out there have done it. So it doesn't work. But if I was to drop an NFT, if DJ and Aussie Apes was to drop an NFT, it'd be more of an exclusive community with a range of utility benefits. So you could actually sit and say, okay, well, we're going to have 100 NFTs, which is a Genesis Pass, or 200 NFTs, which is offering this sort of level of utility. Then once you mint that out and once you have... A good community of 100 is better than a community of 10,000 people that do not participate. Once you have that 100, then you can start building. You can drop a secondary collection. What I've seen is people drop collections, mint out, but didn't think about what to do with the funds, do not have business experience. It's often known that most people that win the lotto are broke within six years because they do not have a millionaire's mindset. They do not have a business mindset. So when someone in this industry mints out a project and has all of a sudden has access to 200 ETH, <laughs> they do not have the mindset on how to grow this project. So you could sit, build 100 Genesis NFTs, mint that out, then drop the next one. 
not chasing those funds along the way and say, well, we're just going to release a new project of 5,000 PFPs and it's going to just mint out like the last. It probably won't mm -hmm. because the meta is changing. We are getting smarter. We are understanding, you know, what our blue chips are, where you sort of want to play. And we say it all the time here, define your investment strategy. Once you define that, you can say, well, I am an NFT flipper or I am a meme degen or you know what, I love art and I'm going to stack a few art pieces for the next five years or a few blue chip NFTs and just buy the one mutant ape and keep it for the next five years. So really define that strategy. But you also really have to look at, I mean, the artwork. Mm. Art is, I mean, I started going down the rabbit hole of, Art. And one thing I, I started to realize that the art world is just as ruthless as it is beautiful. <laughs> it really does reward creativity, originality, and authenticity. And it, I find that it's really no different in the NFT space. An NFT that has poor quality or it's unoriginal or inauthentic artwork, it, it's like forgery in an art gallery. You might fool a few people for a while, but... There are people in here that understand this market well and you will not have longevity. Uh, I have seen so many different projects and experience in this industry really speaks dividends because me and Wasi can look at a project and be like, you've stolen that art from this project that failed this long ago where someone else might be tricked and be like, wow, what amazing art. One thing when I look at art, I really look at, is this art different? And I sort of like projects that are the first, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club being the first with that style of art. Um, I look at this crypto punk, super different style of art, you know. I look at this, I'm like, I don't like the copies. I like the first. I like the um, originality of the art. And right now at the moment, someone is doing that really, really well. And that is bullish on nullish, fucking nullish, man. Um, I was about to, I, I was hoping you we mate, were going to say the same name. <laughs> a, a, honestly, a combination of just artistic merit and creative innovation. Uh, he is bridging people off from the Ethereum network into Bitcoin ordinals. Um, not many people are doing that. Maybe four or five artists, guys. So what do we say? The first, you know, in the crew of the first. He has bridged the DJ Aussie apes into the BTC ecosystem. He Ordinals have breathed a new life into the Bitcoin uh, blockchain. So super great example um, of great artwork, innovative style, authenticity, all of it. I want to talk a little bit about that. Like to give an, the audience, maybe they, they don't know. There's, there's a collection Knowledge has called Celestial, right? And speaking of originality and being authentic, that... Um, piece of art you can actually upgrade it every few weeks and it gets more and more rings so if you just visualize a sun or a nice nice graphic of a sun with with a moving outer layer it, it's just so cool that you over time the owner can actually go and upgrade it and it levels up the number of rings and the detail in the artwork so that's what i'm talking about it's not just a here you go here's a piece of art and that's it it doesn't change it's dynamic it moves and he's got a whole bunch of other collections like that. So they just wanted to give an example for the quality of, of artwork when you yeah, look at it. Yeah, super like important example um, of good quality work. An example, guys, a bit of a bad example, um, was a NFT called Pixelmon, who, which actually at the moment is having a resurgence, uh, which is quite interesting. Um, a new team has 
taken over. But when Pixelmon first came out, I mean, you're looking at an NFT that was minting at three ETH with the creation of a war chest of over $70 million. As soon as the artwork was revealed, prices plummeted. I mean, check it out, guys. But for those that do know about Pixelmon, you will know that birthed Kevin. Cybera, the founder, was known that he could create hype but could not pull off a triple X game with that quality of artwork. Super disappointing, especially for such an outrageous mint price. But when it comes to artwork, just remember one thing. when If you are going to drop an NFT and you are creating your artwork, a picture is worth a thousand words. But in the NFT world, the quality of that picture could be worth a thousand ETH. And always remember that quality is so important when it comes to your artwork, when it comes to your NFT. Forget the money, work on utility, work on understanding your market and work on your top quality artwork. 100%. And it's interesting you used uh, Pixelmon as an example because we can we can carry that example to, to the next two points as well where projects failed due to lack of community support and in, insufficient marketing. But Pixelmon was the other way. You know, they had the marketing minted out, a big mint, a lot of buzz, a good marketing, a lot of community support. But then the artwork came out and it was, you know, underwhelming to say the least, right? Super. I mean, at least Kevin was born. Uh, it was crazy times. And once again, guys, experience, you know, spending time in this market, understanding these things will help you understand what is a good way to push your NFT project and what definitely is a bad way to push your NFT project. Do you spend hours and hours per day on your artwork? And remember, time is money. But community is, I guess, in the decentralized universe of crypto, community is king. It is the lifeblood that fuels the success of your project. I mean, imagine a football team playing in an empty stadium. You know, there's no cheese, there's no excitement, there's no hype, um, there's that, you know, crazy underdog story that just doesn't happen, you know. It, it's, it's just not the same. The community is so important. Um, I have seen and been in so many amazing communities. I've been in so many bad communities. If you are not vibing with that community, leave because the community is what's going to push this project forward. We have had so many different things from like decentralized exchanges with sushi swap when it rugged the community coming together and saving it we've had nfts like pudgy penguins such a strong community that is saving that nft communities can save the project so how do you build a community be truthful don't overpromise the world. Don't just be that copy pasta. This guy did a token. Oh my God, we have to do a token. What do our people want? You know what? People might just want a place to be themselves, a place to be around similar people, and you just might be giving them that platform. Mm. And then things will come together. Your business will expand. It's a natural progression, guys. But if you do not have the community, if you don't build a strong community, you will not mint out a project. You will not you know, be able to get yeah, I was just going to say, um, again, to, for, for people that may not know exactly what we're talking about, I like to use, I like, I like to think of community like a tribe, right? The psychology behind it, because psychology, when you're releasing an NFT project, is actually quite important on many levels, and we're not going to get into that today. But when we say lack of community support or, 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 
toxic community. We're talking about the tribe itself. So are you enjoying your time in there? Are members treating each other with respect? Are they encouraging each other? Are they are they being transparent? Are they asking for help? So so back to your point, Shaheen, you might have an idea for a project and release it and, and you've got a tribe going. It's very important for you to find different you know, members that can contribute different things. And that comes down to being modest, being open, saying, hey guys, this was my idea at the beginning of the project, but I'm happy to take suggestions. I'm happy to see what you, you know, let's have a think tank, you know. Um, they're the healthy communities where, let's say once a week, you know that you're on voice chat. You know, it's a chance for all members to get in, come say good day, say hello, um, ask some questions without feeling alienated. Are you doing that in your project? Do you know? That's what we mean by community support. And a lot of it's got to do with psychology. A lot of it's got to do with the tribe. When you release a project, you're creating a tribe, like-minded people. Now, how do you fuel and maintain that? That's what we mean. I just wanted to expand on that, Shaheen. Yeah, it's it's strong community. It's super important. Build your tribe because they will act as a project's marketing department at the same time. The noise, the hype on Twitter, it's a fan club. It's everything sort of all rolled in one. Um, you know, the the community is just I cannot stress it enough. It is so important because Another major issue that we find when it comes to launching NFTs is people aren't really looking at the marketing side of things. So like we said, your community technically can be your unofficial marketing department. We're talking about knowledge. Why are we talking about knowledge? We're a part of that community. We believe in what he does. He's an amazing artist. You know, so that is unofficial marketing. Give to your community grow your community you know because when you're not sitting down and actually really looking at it from a business perspective which is what you need to do um you will fail i have been in my own in real life businesses for the last 13 years i have to create my own wages uh, i have to launch new initiatives all this type of stuff marketing is key you will sell products when more people know what you do metcalf's law getting it out there how do you get it out there? Well, it's marketing. Mm -hmm. It's super important. If someone has a bigger war chest than you, they will win. So really define your budgets. Really sit down and say, okay, I've got X to work with. If that's not enough, start building your community. Start creating hype. There's so many different ways if you just put the time and effort into. But it's one thing marketing. It's another thing being consistent. Mm. You have to be consistent. And it's not enough. It's so important. It's so important, Shaheen. And, and you know, today's segment's about, you know, why NFT projects fail. And one of them is insufficient marketing or wrong marketing strategy, right? So, so let me put it this way. And, and this comes back to the project creators and the lead uh, people uh, in the project. Some people have egos, you know, we've seen this in a lot of projects. They they think that they are the marketing, you know, that they're good enough. They're very outgoing. They can publicly speak. They can hold spaces. They've got a good energy to them. And and kudos, good on you, you know, but but that's also a, a, a single-minded way of looking at marketing because back to the earlier point about community, you might be the lead person, right? But you need your community. You need people to help. You can't just go it alone because guess what the narrative will get b boring very quickly you know so so that that we've seen that with a whole bunch of 
projects where it's the same person shilling or trying to put the word out there and we're all human that person's going to get exhausted <laughs> and then the project dies well that's know? the thing you know you need to think of marketing is as like the spotlight that illuminates your nft on the crowds crowded stage of this crypto market and without that your project's just another face in the crowd the voice is just drowned out by the noise of all the other projects. And I mean, the best NFT projects, they've mastered their own hype. Most of them understand the art of creating projects. They understand the art of creating anticipation. They tease their audience with sneak peeks or exclusive reveals. They leverage social media. They're leveraging influencers. You know, they use their own community to spread the word far and wide. It's look at these guys that have done it well and, and start to mimic these things. You know, start to look at, you know, do your traditional SWOT analysis. You know, look at your competitors, look at their strengths, look at their weaknesses, look at their, uh, the opportunities, look at the, look at the threats because without a solid marketing strategy, even the most promising NFT, I can promise you, will falter and fail. Pretty much like a movie that's bombed at the box office because no one knew it was showing. Exactly. And, and that's what it comes down to. But I, I, I don't want people to be disheartened. Um, there is one key point that Shaheen mentioned very quickly, and I want to actually zoom into it, because let's say you don't have a big budget for marketing or you don't have an army of people and the competition's way ahead of you. One thing, and he, let's call it alpha, one thing you can do is be consistent. Shaheen and I have realized this ourselves. Like you, you, you have to be there. You've got to have the schedule um, you have to be part of the 5 a.m. club or for it, whatever works for you and your crew. Consistency matters because fast forward six to 12 months from now, you know, where are you putting in the reps? Now, it doesn't matter you had a, you had the budget for a super duper box office production, but you were there, you were consistent. And a lot of projects don't have that. So if you're the underdog, you don't have a big team yet, whatever, just how about you start with your consistency and, and go from there? Agreed, yeah. If you don't have the budget, like Wasi said, consistency. And consistency is key in everything you do. Um, another thing that just needs to be taken into consideration with this market is the good old speculation and overpricing. I mean, sometimes, and I'm sure Wasi can agree, like you sort of feel like you're in this high-stakes poker game in this NFT market, you know, and you have players making big bets based on speculation rather than substance, and for everyone to understand, I mean, speculative nature can really lead to overpricing where you have an NFT which is valued not based on its inherent worth but based on the fevered predictions of what someone else might pay for them in the future. Everything's down. Mm. Everything's <laughs> down, guys. Understand this. You know, um, We can clearly see our blue chips, but, I mean, we're talking Cyber Kongs down during a bull run, uh, the Genesis Kongs being at 200 ETH down to maybe, you know, at the moment 12. rough... There you go, 12 ETH. We have the Board Ape Yacht Club, even on other chains, OK Bears, all these different things are down because when things get way speculated, and, and one indicator for me, it's just a simple indicator on when to sell, is when I look at pricing and I go, this is just stupid. Why is this price? Like, this is ridiculous. If I'm starting to say these questions, that, that's a flag personally for me to say, well, it's time to sell because the news and the hype has gotten so crazy that it's completely overvalued what this asset is really valued at. And if you just wait, you'll find your fire sale. If it's a community you want to be in and you have conviction for the NFT, 
Just wait. Your buy price, that period will open up because when you create the bubble of speculation, it's just like all bubbles and it's vulnerable to popping. And believe me, guys, when it does pop, the fallout is absolutely devastating. Prices crash. Investors scramble to sell. Uh, NFTs that, you know, commanded once eye-watering sums are like these digital white elephants. It is ridiculous. It is. It is. And it's so important to bring that investor's point of view, Shaheen, because we've all been there. And and that's what we're saying to people who are launching projects or, or things like that. Think about your investors and how they feel. But I wanted to give you an example. How many times have you done this, Shaheen? I know I've done it so many times, especially last year. Yeah. What we're talking about speculation and overpricing is you hear about an upcoming mint, you get excited, sometimes you grind to get the whitelist, whatever, and you mint. You may, you may even mint one or two. Within two to three weeks, you regret it and go, why didn't I just wait for it on the secondary because it dropped? Yeah. Right? And, and, and that's a perfect example of overpricing and speculation. The hype before the mint. And you got to manage as a project owner or a dev or whatever. And this again, we're doing this segment for people, Aussies trying to, you know, thinking about doing projects. You got to think about all this. What is a fair mint price? What are you going to do if you don't, it, it, it doesn't mint out? What are you going to do um, you know, from a royalties perspective, et cetera, et cetera. So back to, you know, summing up point number six, which is speculation and overpricing. It, you can't just go with a gut feeling. You need to sit down on a spreadsheet, work the numbers out, how many in your collection, what are you going to do from a marketing perspective? And don't spread hopium. Don't overpromise in your roadmap because trust me, that will become very quick, very clear, very quick. And then that could actually be a red flag for your project as a whole. Uh, so just think about your roadmap. Don't overpromise. Keep it simple, stupid. A hundred percent. And, you know, guys, just always remember the age old wisdom of what goes up must come down. Mm -hmm. So keep that into consideration. And that was super alpha. Wasi, think about that, guys. Listen to that again, because uh, sometimes just wait and buy on a secondary. You know, I would not be minting any projects if I'm not whitelisted at a cheaper price, you know, so I can flip. I will just wait till the time is right and I will buy. It's, trust me, guys, key advice. Um, the last thing that, in my opinion, and I'm sure YC agrees to look at when it comes to your NFT project and even looking at investing into NFT project is what is the long-term vision? What is the roadmap? You know, guys, an NFT project without a long-term vision, it's like a ship without a compass. You know, it might sail along fine when the seas are calm, but when the storm hits... And it's in the mercy of all the waves. You will see, you know, if they don't have a clear roadmap and they don't have the vision to sail through the storm, the project becomes undesirable. Uh, roadmap is basically your promise to the investors. You know, when you look at the Board Ape Yacht Club roadmap, what are, one of the best roadmaps, I swear. You know, they've hit everything They've created it in a way where you sit and you sort of interpret what it could be. Very creative. It's super creative. It's not just a quick, you know, cash grab. Um, it's a business plan and they are de they're delivering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, just to put that into a different paradigm, we were talking about you launching your NFT project or project um, 
you know, you do need to be business savvy. And this point speaks to that. Are you a one, you know, one hit wonder? <laughs> Are you a scammer? You know, you can understand why people will, will FUD your project if you don't have a roadmap or beyond minting, you just radio silence, right? Like, uh, I have a lot of time. I'm not big on, you know, toxicity, but I understand. I understand people get angry. You know, you minted in the project, you, you know, at the beginning, the marketing was amazing. Now all the holders are in the project. And all of a sudden, you know, activity is reduced by 80%. Well, what was your long-term vision, guys? Were you clear about it? You know, have you already failed your f first milestone? You got to think about it as a business plan. You are actually starting a business or a cause. And it's not just one step. You know, you got to think about a three-year plan at least. Yeah, it's your promise, like we said, to your community. This is what we are going to do. This is what we're working on. This is what we are delivering. A roadmap, guys, a.k.a. a business plan. It's one of the first things you learn in just junior business studies. If you don't plan, you plan to fail. So don't be that digital ghost ship abandoned and forgotten in the vast ocean of this NFT market. Set a realistic mint. Work on your roadmaps. Deliver on the roadmaps, you know, because... The future to me of this NFT market, it's vast, it's big. I mean, just, you know, look at the roles of the metaverse within NFTs. Look at Apple's new drop coming with augmented reality and VR. It's going to change everything. I mean, DeFi in the NFT space, you know, allowing users to lend or borrow or trade different digital assets like you know, you can take a loan against your NFT. So you don't need to liquidate your NFT to get that money. You can take a loan because it's an asset. You know, it's there is so much long-term potential. Forget the fud of what's going on right now. Look at and take into consideration the world and where we're at and what's going on. Every market's down. Inflation, recessions, war, pre, uh, post-pandemic. All of this needs to be taken into consideration. And if you work on that investment strategy and you work on all these different things and these business plans or roadmaps, you will create longevity for your projects. Don't give up. I don't think right now is the time to give up. I think that if, you're, if you have a project and you've invested the last 12 months and so much time and effort, do not give up. Don't. Don't. Put in more reps. Put in more reps. Yep. It will grow. Every business takes time. The juiciest fruits take time. Plant a seed. Water it. And in time, you'll eat those fruits. So I hope, guys, we provided a bit of clarity um, around NFT projects, you know, and why most projects are failing. So please get on your projects, do the reps, and I look forward to seeing more successful projects coming on the horizon. Likewise, I, I echo the same sentiment. I really hope the Australian scene uh, picks up the socks, you know, dusts off um, and, and goes hard again. Yep. So uh, thanks again for listening, folks, and we'll catch you next Wednesday for another uh, in focus session.